Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going to be giving you guys a breakdown of all of these second-year running backs coming into the league. Obviously, these are guys that are more relevant, guys that I think need to be talked about who got drafted in the 2019 NFL Draft. Some of these guys had good seasons last year. Some of these guys were just so-so. Other guys, maybe not even good at all, but we're going to be talking about all of them in this video. I'm going to be talking about whether I like the guy for the future or not for this season of fantasy football in 2020. So before I get into it, please make sure to go down below and click that subscribe button. My goal is to get 4,000 subscribers by my birthday on next Tuesday, May 26th, which is my 21st birthday. So I'd really appreciate it if you guys could click that subscribe button down below if you are not subscribed already. Let's get into it though. Second year running backs for fantasy football in 2020. So the first guy to talk about here, the first part of the video or the first part of each player, I'm going to be showing their playerprofiler.com player profile where we're talking about their how their height weight all that stuff so the first guy is Josh Jacobs running back of the Las Vegas Raiders his FFPC ADP is 14.21 so what FFPC is it's the high stakes fantasy football drafts so guys that are playing like $200 leagues and are drafting in May are playing on here so his ADP is 14.21 which that means is he's a second round pick in 12 team league 14 team league he's a first round pick because he goes at 14.21 hopefully you guys can understand that for the rest of it he is on the Las Vegas Raiders like I said, he's 5'10", 220. Uh, he was picked last year in the 2020 or the 2019 NFL draft at the first round, pick 24. He went to Alabama. Now, there are some things that are not too hot for Josh Jacobs. This guy is kind of thick. He's kind of one of those big boys. His BMI is 31.6, 78th percentile in the NFL. So he's a thicker guy. He's like thick, but with seven Cs. That's how thick this guy is. And that really scared a lot of people. But at the end of the day, don't let that scare you because last year he proved that thick guys can score fantasy football points is 40 yard dash 22nd percentile terrible speed score 29th percentile burst score 34th percentile his bench press 18 which is 34th percentile these are all terrible numbers but at the end of the day he is still going to go out there and perform just like he did last season he only had he's the 15th percentile of college dominator rating so just looking at these numbers you might think he's shit but if you look at his best comparable it's arian foster arian foster in college was a very talented back was obviously had a very talented career in the nfl so looking at his stats from last season josh jacobs of the long Las Vegas Raiders. He was running back number 21 in 2019 in 13 games, which is 14.7 PPR points per game. Very good season for a rookie running back. 242 carries, 18.6 per game, 13th in the NFL, 1,150 rushing yards, 88.5 per game, 7th in the NFL. So his carry numbers, top 15. His rushing total, top 10. Target total, this is where you kind of have to worry somewhat with Josh Jacobs. 28 targets, 2.2 per game, 46th in the NFL. 20 receptions, 0.23 per game, 20th in the NFL at the running back position. 166 receiving yards, 12.8 per game, 49th in the NFL at running back. So obviously that's not very good. But something I've read is that the coaching and Mike Mayock, so Gruden and Mayock, want to get... Josh Jacobs more involved in the passing game. Now, how do you get Josh Jacobs more involved in the passing game? You bring in a guy like Henry Ruggs. You draft him in the first round, a guy who is a down-the-field stretcher, a guy who's going to be down the field in about seven milliseconds, and then Mr. Josh Jacobs will have opportunities to be wide open standing in front of Derek Carr, and Derek Carr can just dump it off to Josh Jacobs. They are going to develop a game plan to get Josh Jacobs the ball because when Josh Jacobs gets the ball, the Raiders move the ball. Last season, the Raiders didn't look all that good, but once Josh Jacobs was handed the ball they looked like a completely different team because of how talented Josh Jacobs is now talking about the offensive line the Vegas Raiders do not have the best offensive line in the league but 
On the other hand, they don't have the worst. They're not a super shitty line. They're not super amazing. They're near the middle. So that's great for Josh Jacobs. Last year, Josh Jacobs got 44 red zone touches, 3.4 per game, 11th in the NFL. So he's doing very good in these red zone totals as well as these running totals. And total touchdowns, 7, 17th in the NFL. I think if he played all 16 games, he would have played much better. Now, is there a worry that he's an injury-prone type of back? To me, no. Just because he missed three year three games in his rookie season does not necessarily scare me. It was no injury where he couldn't have came back from. So I think Josh Jacobs is going to be great this year. Looking more into his more advanced type of stats, his efficiency stats on uh, Player Profiler, he is true yards per carry is 4.5, which is 4.8 yards per carry, 13th in the NFL. Yards per touch, 5.0. 23rd in the NFL, breakaway runs, 13, one per game, third in the NFL, evaded tackles, 81, 6.2 per game, eighth in the NFL, and juke rate, 30.9, sixth in the NFL. So all these rushing numbers, all these things, breakaway runs, evaded tackles, juke rate, all these things you want your running back to do, he does very, very well, and he exceeds that. Top three in breakaway runs, top 10 in evaded tackles, and top 10 in juke rate. This guy is a very, very talented running back. Now, I understand there are going to be people worried about the run, or not the run game, the pass game, I should say, like I was talking about earlier. There are going to be people worried about that, but I would say do not worry about his pass catching work because he finished so well last year, not even playing all 16 games and really just running the ball. If they just throw him the ball 20 times more, he gets 50 targets then he's going to be great. Even if he stays around the 20, 30, 40 mark, he is still going to be great. Josh Jacobs has the opportunity to have a breakout second year in the NFL, and I think he just does it. They didn't bring in anyone to really take any of Josh Jacobs' targets in the backfield, so I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a great 2020 season, and I would categorize him as must-own. He's a guy that I'm really targeting in the second round of my drafts, but I honestly would not be surprised if Josh Jacobs ended up in August or September when you draft that he's a first round pick just because the immense talent the guy has shown the big body does not matter because this guy's a wrecking ball and he can run with the best of them he's still kind of fast for how big the guy is so the next guy to talk about here is a guy that I'm kind of indifferent on and I actually kind of feel like he's not must own for me because I kind of don't like him but in the situation he's in right now I do like him but I flip-flop every single goddamn day and that is Miles Sanders running back of the Philadelphia Eagles. His FFPC ADP is 12.79, so he's going two picks around or a pick and a half higher than Josh Jacobs. He's obviously on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, his workout metrics look far better than Josh Jacobs. Out of Penn State, he was a second-round draft pick in 2019. 5'11", 211 pounds. Now, His metrics look great. Like I said, 4.49 speed, 80th percentile. Speed score, 103.8, 76th in the NFL. 123.2 burst score, 74th percentile. 84th percentile agility score, and 51st percentile bench press. But the bench press, to me, does not really matter. We know what Miles Sanders is. Now, what is the discrepancy that I don't like with Miles Sanders? Now, it's clear. I think the Philadelphia Eagles end up bringing in a second back to be with Miles Sanders. Because Doug Peterson loves that running back by committee. Doug Peterson lives and dies by this motto. It took the whole fucking team 
passing away, dying, being six feet under for Miles Sanders to be getting the touches he needed deep down the stretch at the end of the season. So we saw what Miles Sanders is. Miles Sanders is a very talented running back. I would argue he might be more talented than Josh Jacobs and would be better for fantasy than Josh Jacobs, but my worry is with Doug Peterson. He loves that running back by committee, and as of right now, as I'm recording this at 4.16 p.m. on the 18th, you guys are seeing this on the 19th, there's no backup running back for Miles Sanders. It's Boston Scott. There's no Carlos Hyde. They haven't brought in Devontae Freeman. They haven't brought in any of these guys that I thought they would bring in already. So if they don't do that, I love Josh Jacobs. I am very worried, though, if they do bring in another running back, that Miles Sanders will be kind of getting less touches, less work in the game. And I think that that's very easy to see that happening because that's just what Doug Peterson does. So looking at his stats from last season, he miraculously finished as running back number 15 in 2019, 13.5 points per game in PPR and 16 games. How did he do that? The beginning of his season was shit. He was with Jay Ajayi. He's with all these other guys. They're all getting these touches. Miles Sanders is getting put in the dirt because he's a rookie and he was just stuck below them in the depth chart. And then once all these guys ended up passing away, Miles Sanders went out and balled out of control. 179 carries, 11.2 per game, 22nd in the NFL, 818 rushing yards, 51.1 per game, 20th in the NFL, 63 targets, 3.9 per game, 13th in the NFL, 50 receptions, 3.1 per game, 12th in the NFL. So his receiving work is what gets it done for Miles Sanders. 63 targets in 16 games, when in reality he wasn't really a starter for a lot of those games. He was still getting the dump-off work because you could see how talented Miles Sanders was even in college getting those dump-off work in Penn State. 509 receiving yards, 31.8 per game, 7th in the NFL. Red zone touches, 36, 2.2 per game, 17th in the NFL. And total touchdowns, 6, 26th in the NFL. So I'm not going to deny the people who say that Miles Sanders is a talented guy because I truly believe Miles Sanders is one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. In college, he would have been a much bigger name. He probably would have been a first-round pick if Saquon Barkley wasn't there to be the workhorse running back until he obviously ended up leaving when he got drafted to the New York Football Giants. So, to look deeper into Miles Sanders' stats real quick, his efficiency numbers, his true yards per carry was 4.2, whereas real yards per carry was 4.6. Yards per carry, 26th in the NFL. Yards per touch, 5.87th in the NFL. Breakaway runs, 6.4 per game, 27th, which would kind of make sense, to be honest with you, because he wasn't getting a lot of opportunity to get these breakaway runs early in the season, whereas Josh Jacobs was, because Josh Jacobs is the goddamn workhorse for the Raiders, whereas Miles Sanders is kind of stuck in this committee system in Philly. Evaded tackle, 75, 4.7 per game. 13th in the NFL. He is a very shifty motherfucker. This guy's juking left. He's juking right. He's going, hey, diddle, diddle, Ray Rice up the middle type of deal. He he's just jukes around you. He does a dance around you. He is very shifty. His juke rate, 32.8%, fifth in the NFL. So he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He is a all-around great back. But my only worries, like I said, is this running back by committee stuff. If he's stuck in a committee, I'm not fucking touching Miles Sanders. But if it's just him and Boston Scott, Boston Scott will still get him. It will still technically be a committee because Doug Peterson just can't commit to doing something different. But Miles Sanders is way better than Boston Scott, whereas Miles Sanders is very, very good. But if they bring in Carlos Hyde, Carlos Hyde was a 1,000-yard rusher last year in Houston, so he's still a talented back. Overall, right now, I like Miles Sanders. I think he's must-own right now. But just be wary of Mr. Peterson signing a new running back to just be the bitch and screw everything over for Mr. Miles Sanders. So if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, 
please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Like I said, it's free, and I produce content every single day that you guys are not going to want to miss out. And speaking of Carlos Hyde, David Montgomery's best comparable is Carlos Hyde. His FFPC ADP, 49.79, so he's much more of a later pick in comparison to these first two backs. He's falling much later, and he was probably the most hyped up out of any running back last year that was a rookie. Now, they're second-year guy. People are saying David Montgomery is the second coming of Jesus Christ. They were saying things like that because they were just sucking this guy off. He's like Barry Sanders. He's like LaDainian Tomlinson. He's like this guy. He's like that Hall of Famer. That's what they were comparing him to. And you know what he did? Jack squat to go up to that. But he still had a relatively good season. Last year, or not last year, I should say, his stats real quick. His He was a Chicago Bears running back, obviously. Third round draft pick out of Iowa State. 5'10", 222, 23 years old. His 44.63, 37th percentile. His speed score is 50th percentile. Burst score, 10th percentile. Agility score, 55th percentile. And bench press, 11th percentile. So his workout metrics aren't all that good. So let's get into the stats and why I actually really like David Montgomery late in the draft and why I think he fell in the draft is because people had such high expectations of this guy. Like I said, guys were calling him Barry Sanders. They were calling him all these talented running backs and he just didn't do that because he just wasn't really given the opportunity. Tariq Cohen is still there. So obviously he's not going to be getting dump off city like his name was Miles Sanders or like Christian McCaffrey, but he's still going to be getting that work. And I think now with big dick Nick Foles becoming the quarterback of David Montgomery, Chicago Bears, that that makes it a lot easier to run the ball because with Mitch Trubisky, it was kind of up in the air if they were going to run. It was pretty obvious that on certain situations, they're just going to run the ball because they don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky legitimately cannot throw the ball to the left side of the goddamn field. So what do they do? They run it to the left side of the field, and it's just stupid. Nagy is a goddamn idiot for believing in Mitchell Trubisky, but that's okay because David Montgomery will look better than his stats last season. Last year, running back number 24 in 2019, which is still pretty fucking good for a guy in his rookie season, but his expectations were obviously much higher. So 10.7 PPR points per game in 16 games, not too shabby. 242 carries, 15.1 per game, 13th in the NFL. So he's getting the carries. He just wasn't necessarily getting them at the best spots to score fantasy football points, except for in the red zone where he was getting a lot of touches and he just couldn't find his way through into the end zone. 889 rushing yards, 55.6 per game, 18th in the NFL. 35 targets, 2.2 per game, 39th. 25 receptions, 41st in the NFL. 185 receiving yards, 55.6 per game, 18th in the NFL. Red zone touches, 35, 19th in the NFL. And total touchdowns, 7, 17th in the NFL. So when thinking about the Bears as a whole from last year, what happened to the Bears? Trubisky severely regressed. Trubisky looked like he was just an okay NFL quarterback, but he turned out to be a certified fucking dumpster fire. Then what happened? The defense went from this elite defense that you would have probably shit yourself if you were the running back trying to run at Khalil Mack because he was going to absolutely eat you for breakfast. What happened? They regressed. So what's going to happen this year? I think the defense gets more back to form and plays better than last season. And you know what a better defense means? It means it's more likely that they're not going to have to pass the ball late in the game because they're not going to be behind. And you know what a better quarterback means? A better quarterback means there's going to be less opportunities for Big Dick Nick to throw an interception in comparison to Mitchell Trubisky. So that's obviously a bonus for Dave Montgomery because he's not just going to choke away these opportunities. And when they're not in games where he just has to air the ball out a million times, David Montgomery in those situations is goddamn useless because they don't use him as the pass-catching back. Now, Cordero Patterson... 
I don't think he's there anymore. Cordero Patterson, for some fucking reason, Matt Nagy was shoving his thumb up his ass and letting Cordero Patterson get touches, which made no sense to me, but he still did it. David Montgomery this year I really like. Now, looking at his efficiency numbers, his true yards per carry is 3.5, whereas his normal yards per carry is 3.756 in the NFL. Yards per touch, 4, 51st in the NFL. Breakaway runs, 5, which is 34th in the NFL. His evaded tackles, though, this is what David Montgomery does good, his evaded tackles and his juke rate. Evaded tackles, 75, 4.7 per game, 13th in the NFL, and his juke rate, 28.1, 13th in the NFL. So David Montgomery showed a lot of promise with his legs, with his wiggle maneuver. And the thing to notice as well is that offensive line wasn't looking that good. He was just getting smashed out of the backfield, and he'd have to stand there like Le'Veon Bell, stutter step, and try to juke past these guys. In the first game of the season against Green Bay, you could just tell how talented the guy was, but he just wasn't getting the opportunity as the season went on. He was kind of getting more opportunities, but he was getting strangleholded by Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky because they were behind in these games. I think the Chicago Bears look much better this year, and I think that David Montgomery has a breakout season. Last year was not much of a breakout. Everyone thought it was going to be a breakout. Everyone thought, hey, David Montgomery, top 12 running back. This year, David Montgomery's a very safe running back, too, and that's where he's getting drafted in the fifth round, but I think he's getting, honestly, underdrafted because in the fifth round, it turns to shit at the running back position, if I'm being honest with you. There's a lot of guys you don't want, so that's why I like to stack up on running backs and snag a guy like Mr. David Montgomery as my RB3 on my team because he won't have to play every game and in really good situations he could ball out for you and if the Chicago Bears really can turn it around with Nick Foles like I believe they can David Montgomery has the potential to be a top 12 guy so that's why I really like him so now to get to the point of the video when I'm talking about guys that I don't necessarily believe are must own especially Devin Singletary but I think Devin Singletary has a lot of talent so I think that's why it's notable to talk about him. Devin Singletary was a running back last year who got selected to the Buffalo Bills out of Florida Atlantic in the third round 5-7-203 pounds so his burst score was not that or his burst score was his best metric I should say 46th burst score ranking in the percentile 15th percent speed score 28th percent 40 yard dash 18th agility score 11th percentile bench press so that's not that good it's FFPC ADP is 41.17 so he's getting drafted way higher than I would personally take him due to what happened in the NFL draft so Nick what happened in the NFL draft they went ahead and selected Zach Moss now I don't believe Zach Moss is the most talented running back that I've ever seen in my eyes but what I've noticed is that the Bills like to run what is also called a running back by committee when Frank Gore was healthy Frank Gore was getting touches with Devin Singletary so what's going to happen Zach Moss is a very talented guy he could rival Devin Singletary for touches and that's why I don't really like Devin Singletary but I'm going to bring up some points to why I actually do like him as well as give you points to why I don't like him because it would be stupid to just hound on the guy when he is extremely talented and showed last year that he is a talented running back so Looking at his stats from last year in Buffalo, running back number 32 in 2019, 12.3 PPR points per game in just 12 games. And some of those games, he was being hindered by the fact that Mr. Frank Gore was there and he wasn't really the starting running back. So 151 carries, 12.6 per game, 29th in the NFL. 775 rushing yards, 64.6 per game, 24th in the NFL. 42 targets, 3.5 per game, 33rd in the NFL. 29 receptions, 2.4 per game, 37th in the NFL. He also had 194 receiving yards, 16.2 per game. 43rd in the NFL. His red zone touches were 20, 1.7 per game, 42nd in the NFL, and his total touches were 4, 42nd in the NFL at the running back position. So what did Devin Singletary do good last season? 
Last year, he kind of just came out onto the scene after Frank Gore was kind of banged up, and he flew out there, and he balled out of control. So that was great for Devin Singletary. What did he do so great was he was just out there just busting these runs off. He obviously didn't have the highest burst score. He didn't have the highest speed score, but it didn't seem to matter for Devin Singletary. He'd get the ball in his hands, and he would take off and run down the field like Mr. Lightning McQueen. That's what Devin Singletary does well. Some other things Devin Singletary does well is the breakaway runs, like I said, 11th, 0.9 per game, 8th in the NFL. He's a very shifty motherfucker. Juke rate, 33.3%, 3rd in the NFL, evaded tackle, 65.0 per game, 18th in the NFL. His yards per touch was 5.4, 13th in the NFL, and his true yards per carry was 4. 4.95th in the NFL. So he's obviously a very shifty guy. He's a very he's a fast guy per, compared to what his stats really or his metrics really show about him. So the reason why you could like him is because he should be the head back in a running back by committee system. That's why you could like him, because you're getting him in the fifth round. He'll probably get you. Let's see how many real quick. We'll go back, and I'll show you how many. He got about 12.6 carries per game. I'd expect him to be at about 15 carries per game this year, and Zach Moss maybe gets 8 or 10 at the beginning of the year, but he's going to be the one getting the majority of the touches, and he should be getting a majority of the dump-offs as well. So that's why you should like him. But why you shouldn't like him is because Zach Moss could completely steal his job. They drafted Zach Moss to have a tandem back, but that doesn't mean that Zach Moss has to be the second. Zach Moss could emerge and be the starter, whereas Devin Singletary rides, not really rides the pine, but just plays behind him and is not the real number one back on that team. So I'm pretty indifferent on Devin Singletary. I'm not really looking to draft him where his ADP is right now at 41.17. I'd much rather wait and get a guy like David Montgomery around later, go for David Johnson later, but that doesn't mean I don't think he is talented, so let me know down below in the comments what you guys think about Devin Singletary, since I feel like he's kind of a controversial back, since it's kind of confusing what is actually going to happen this year, and since we don't have OTAs, or we don't have these training camps, I don't know what the offseason programs are going to look like when they eventually come up, probably at the start of June, I would assume is around when they would start like 11, 12 days from now. So I think that if there is limited practice for Mr. Zach Moss, that's better for Devin Singletary early in the year. But just don't be set upon the fact that Devin Singletary could be a locked and loaded RB2 or a locked and loaded back-end RB2, whereas I think he's probably just a steady RB3 dropping 10 points per game. You're happy with him, but you're not excited to throw him in as your RB2 every single week, which is likely where he is going to rest on a lot of people's rosters. So looking now at the final guy here is a guy who got his job stolen, and they, they haven't even started playing yet. Darrell Henderson, he goes FFFPC, 111.72nd pick ADP. Los Angeles Rams running back, pick 306 out of Memphis last year. 5'8", 208 pounds. His 40, amazing 80th. His speed score, 72nd, great. 42 um, percentile burst score. His agility score, 45th. And his bench press, 67th percentile. So, Darrell Henderson is no scrub, but they decided to draft Cam Akers in the second round. They drafted Henderson in the third round last year, and this year they draft Akers in the second round. So who are they going to want to give more touches to? Cam fucking Akers. Who's a more talented running back? Cam Akers. But that doesn't mean that you can't necessarily draft Darrell Henderson super late if you draft Cam Akers as the handcuff type of deal. Because Darrell Henderson did not get to show anything last season. Todd Gurley was on that load management, but Darrell Henderson wasn't really getting too many touches because he eventually ended up getting hurt. Running back number 97 last season, 39 carries, 147 rush yards, 6 targets, 4 receptions, 37 receiving yards, red zone touches were 2, and his total touchdowns were not very hot 
at all. I believe it was zero. So he didn't really get to show his skill this year. I just thought it was notable to talk about him since I think he's a talented back, but I'm just worried because I know for a fact Sean McVay likes to use a workhorse running back. He does. Last year, he kind of had his hands tied because Mr. fucking Todd Gurley has that arthritis knee. Oh, my leg, like Peter Griffin on the ground. That's what he was doing. So you couldn't really use Mr. Todd Gurley to his liking, to his full potential, so they let Darrell Henderson get some touches. But what's going to happen once Cam Akers steps in? The first couple of weeks, I think Darrell Henderson could play good. But after that, I think it is going to be the Cam Akers show, so I'm not really drafting Darrell Henderson. Let me know down below, though, if you have a different opinion on Darrell Henderson, if you think he might actually be able to outwork and out-touch Cam Acres out of FSU. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up enjoying, please click that subscribe button down below or on your screen right now. Check out the video above, the video to the left, and the video to the top left. Uh, in a couple of days, I'm going to be releasing wide receivers to own that are second year guys, just like in this video, but instead of running backs, it is wide receivers. So make sure you guys have a great rest of your day. I love each and every single one of you guys. I'll see you tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Goodbye.